0: Welcome to American K-Sisters. My name is Linda. I am Hina. Enjoy our show about the spectacular American life of two Korean sisters. Okay, Linda. Um, we want to talk about something that you are very nervous about. <laughs> what is it? So many topics. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I want to know. Um, so I heard that you fin- you binge-watched a Netflix TV show. Okay, what TV show did you just finish? And um, how was it? Beef?
1: <sighs> Mixed feelings. I know. Um, <laughs> so I... I planned out the watch schedule so I can make sure I can be ready for the recording. Um, also, <laughs> I don't like binge-watching. If I watch TV show like longer than two hours straight, my head hurts. Like, I don't feel well physically. So
0: for for you, two mm-hmm. shows every day is considered binge-watching because you cannot watch a lot of right. like videos too long every day it was
1: okay because it's pretty short like 30 minutes on average so i knew that oh i can't handle one hour a day so that's what i did it's doable Mm -hmm. yeah but i still got like nightmare not nightmare level but then like anxiety dream
0: it is very
1: anxiety inducing show (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) to be aware oh also listener We are going to like spoil it all. So if you want (laughs) to not get spoiled, go watch it first and then listen to us later.
0: Yeah, I'll forgive you. You can pause this podcast here and watch the show and come back. So yeah, we are going to talk about Biff, what we felt about the show. So yeah, let's dive in. All right.
1: So, Hina, first question. What was your overall impression of the show? Good?
0: Bad? Crazy? (laughs) I'm laughing because, like, I'm going crazy. (laughs) I know. I mean, for me, I finished the show about, what, like, a month ago? Mm -hmm. Or maybe two months ago at this point. So, thankfully, I don't have this, like, lingering, like, not-so-positive feelings. But while I was watching, it was just too intensive like Mm -hmm. everything is too extreme and dark and scary Mm -hmm. of course
1: it was very dark scary there are many moments that i asked like because i watched with my partner chris i was like chris hold my hand hold my hand (laughs) and there were scenes that i was shocked and had to close my eyes and screamed and had to take deep breaths and chris had to tell me like when it was over what what are the scenes do you remember? The violent ones where where someone get killed or injured. Those oh, days. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, yeah,
0: that one was the most extreme, yeah, I would say. I did not expect it would take that kind of unexpected turn yeah. at that point. It was like
1: the level of Parasite. Like the, the way oh. it twisted and then gave a shock effect um, yeah. toward the end, I think. It reminded me of Parasite. It, that The whole show reminded me a lot of Parasite, how it tackled a lot of societal problem within the mm. story and um, all, all, all the symbolism of, like, mm-hmm. levels and buildings. Good, all good stuff, good stuff. Mm-hmm. But that it has 10 episodes instead of one movie.
0: Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I haven't, actually, until you brought it up, I haven't um, associated parasite mm-hmm. to this show and also it's interesting to see that we have different you know feelings and views around right. this show as well um I hated that scene especially how um what's her name The who owned this crazy rich house I, I know the name but I'm like still
1: like <laughs> trying to like oh not spoil the uh, listener yeah. start with Jay
0: um Jordan. You're Jordan. right. Yeah. I I was in shock when I saw how Jordan died. And the side, you know, the sound impact. They, sound they, impact. they did so well. Yeah. It was... They did so well. And it was well. like multiple times of the door shutting. And then the, the voice. Obstruction. Yeah. Oh, wait, I can't do it. <sighs> Obstruction. Obstruction. Oh, wait, I can't do it well. But... Yeah, I, I can Um... And um, other thing is that, so usually there's at least one or two characters I can relate when I watch the show mm-hmm. or I can kind of understand where the person's you know, behavior and action come from. Mm-hmm. But in this show, I just couldn't relate to any of the characters, especially for those main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they kind of make me angry when I watched the show. Like, why do you have to do that? Like, why do you have to go such extreme? Like, why don't you just let it go? And um, what they did was somewhat illegal as well. So I think that bothered me. Lastly, they also tortured, you know, people around them as well. If it's just between these two purely, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But... What they are doing to each other is also harming all other peoples right. around them. So that was very upsetting for me. Yeah, it was very upsetting. Um, I would say for me, I feel very sad
1: uh, watching them. Throughout the show, I felt profoundly sad. Um, mm. Because, you know, nobody get up in the morning and plan to ruin their life. Nobody does that. But then that's what happened to these characters because they thought they were doing their best. They they felt like, oh, I, I have to do this. That's the only mm-hmm. way out. Only way to get away from this current situation. Mm-hmm. I could relate to um, how stuck they felt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they were, they looked literally driven by like, oh my God. If I don't do this right now, if I don't threaten this person, if I don't go destroy this, I'm gonna get attacked like they were in that paranoid all the time uh-huh and and the good thing about the show is that they showed their backstory like how they grew up, how they ended up having this psychic and uh, it's just so sad it happened to them but but yeah. um. Of course, the show brings it to extreme for the dramatic effect. However, Mm -hmm. it does a good job of representing the common um, psychological effects that many Asian American and immigrants experience living in Mm -hmm. this white society, not belonging, Mm -hmm. feeling pressure to become someone else that they are not. And wow. This is, like, these are two, two characters, Danny and um, Amy, who are the great example of what can happen <laughs> if yeah. it goes wrong,
0: right? Right, right. Oh, it was so sad, yeah. I agree that they represented... Mm-hmm. They pictured this anger and depression right. issue with related to their specific immigrant background. Mm. I, I I would say everybody has anger and depression and may, maybe family trauma, but right. it was driven from their like immigrant uh, background. Right, and they were different. Like
1: Danny was bullied. Amy was sort of grew up in a fa- household where she was sort of invisible. Um, and I related to Amy more later in the show because of that childhood. Mm. I related to her less at the beginning because she was super focused on climbing the social ladder, like, oh, I want to become rich because she grew up poor. I want to become successful, etc." cetera. Mm-hmm. I used to be like that in my 20s, but I sort of went through a phase of, changing my my life value so Mm. i felt sad for her that she's still trapped in that but later on when she was seen in her childhood and uh, her parents do not speak honestly in front of everyone Mm -hmm. like they are sort of like holding here's the mindset it's popular among many people Mm -hmm. if I stay shut up. If I don't say a word, if I endure this pain, maybe the family will continue. It's it's illusional, but so many people have that. Um, And I relate to that experience because I feel like my family is reluctant to speak honestly about painful things, Mm. including my grandmother's suffering and death. And it's on the surface everyone seems happy we only share happy photos on on group chat but then yeah well we are not talking about the elephant elephant is still there it's right. and the elephant is dead it's still there <laughs> so um i felt really bad for amy it seems like no one was really listening to her she never felt heard
0: until danny it was so ironic now you mentioned and you kind of associated your own experience with some part of Amy's. Mm-hmm. Now I can relate to some extent because, mm. yes, like my family and my parents also, they're a little conflicting. Sometimes they're very communicated, mm. but in some aspects, they don't really. Mm-hmm. So, for example, they don't really talk about like relationship that much <laughs> yeah. yeah there are some like things that oh uh, i wish my parents or my mom openly talk about mm-hmm. because isn't this all they went through when they were younger right yeah there were some times when they did not share because it's a uh, bad news it's just right. bad news right or something they hide it not so positive mm-hmm. yeah basically they hide it So I was a little shocked and disappointed. Like, why? You know, am I not part of the family? Right. You know? And the other thing is, um, I would say I'm a first-generation immigrant. Mm -hmm. Looking back, my experience here, I think... I always wanted to prove myself because I'm not from here because right. I don't speak English fluently. Mm-hmm. I think I'm always inferior and mm-hmm. to make it up or to prove myself. Right. But to who? It's just to me. No one really says that. <laughs> yeah. To For that, I think I'm so driven and sometimes too obsessed uh, with career success. It's not necessarily money though. It's like something... You want to get recognized. Yeah, recognize. Mm-hmm. And to be able to recognize, then I need like a promotion or, mm-hmm. you know, title change or, you know, maybe like better, better job. Um, So I think that's one of the main driven for me and kind of the source of obsession. Mm-hmm. I think
1: it is quite normal to feel ambitious with with what you pursue, like... You want to succeed, but it comes down to balance, right? Like, and I know I have seen, and Hina, you have been sharing it openly in podcasts that you have been learning about other values in your life and trying to balance it out, right? So mm-hmm. you can actually be happy, not just successful career-wise, but actually live a happy life.
0: Right. This show also shows very interesting dynamics about relationship among the characters mm-hmm. and the families. And we obviously know that these couples and families are very <laughs> dysfunctional. Right. So is there anything you felt in terms of relationships? Like anything that, that stood out to you? Yes. Um, it was predictable. Like,
1: what would happen between Amy and Danny from the first episode? Because that was uh, presented as the main conflict of the show, Amy and Danny. And you know, usually the story arc goes; it gets resolved over time by the end. So it was predictable, but that it was still beautiful to see how they converge into one. Yeah, like road rage started their like hostile relationship. But then, when they meet again in the parking lot to to sort of resolve this issue, we see that they are so similar to each other. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like cursing off the other, the third driver. Yeah. <laughs> in the same way, and there's a, such an intimate moment we get to see in Amy's house party. And then he pretty much says to Amy, I, "I'm trying to become like you," yeah. and Amy tells him her honest opinion it, it will fade away everything fades away
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the end oh i i can't believe the writer i kept saying like this writer is a genius how did you yeah. how did he come up with this idea so they actually switch role switch yeah. their names because right, right. of the hallucination um uh-huh. and Oh my god. They actually the writer made them literally converge into one. <laughs> and it's like Yeah. Crazy idea. It's genius.
0: It is yeah. genius.
1: Yeah. It, it it all
0: made sense. Like the story went that way. It is the best and most accurate way to deliver the message that at the end these two people are just the Similar. same. Similar. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. And at the end that's why they
1: see each other. They they end up seeing each other and Understand each other. It's... And you know, do you remember the last scene? They actually overlap. They're on top of each other.
0: Oh, yeah, on the on hospital the, bed. Yeah. yeah. I'm like,
1: <laughs> these are, yeah, these are two really lonely people because they couldn't show their true self to anyone else.
0: But these two know each other's true self. Right? Also, I felt sad because they would have not been able to get to that point without all this extremely (laughs) traumatic and illegal process (laughs) right
1: i mean in terms of their neighborhood class they would have never met each other it's 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 actually that's the dramatical uh, or fictional part that they run into each other in a parking lot uh, forster but then In usual situation, they wouldn't ever meet each other, right? Because they got into this accident, then and then then there goes the journey of getting to know each other.
0: I also thought, okay, at the end of the show, they understood each other, they are like empathetic toward each Mm -hmm. other, but then what with that kind of personality? Is it still possible that they get along and then start a new life from there? Regardless of their relationship, friend, or a couple, or whatever. I also doubt that. They will have to start over. They pretty much, both of their lives are ruin, ruined.
1: So they will have to start over. But then it will really depends on um, what they take away from this experience, right? Like,
0: if they are willing to change... One of the scenario I have in mind is <laughs> yeah maybe they would not hate each other mm-hmm. but because they cannot change themselves drastically in one day right. so day to day there are, there will be a lot of like fights along the way like even small things because that's they are like functioning you know even small things trigger them then they just right. react out of anger mm-hmm. so I think it's going to be a like really good comedy show if the next season or the next story is about them mm. like remaining as a friend or a couple or whatever, right? No, I don't think they'll
1: be couple. It's just weird. Okay, you know, um, let's let the genius writer write the next season. <laughs> we will. We'll, let's see. We'll passively wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I definitely want to talk about this. of pretense because Mm -hmm. the reason that they they felt so seen at the end by each other was that they've been working so hard to hide themselves from other Mm. people do you remember amy said during that lost time with danny i'm so afraid that people might see who i am because she thinks she's such a bad person right Mm, she feels like she's a bad person she's inadequate she's she doesn't deserve all this family and success and nice house she feel pressure to constantly put up that facade that oh she's this nice person successful right very capable and in that attempt she she breaks away from her parents but in the opposite in contrast danny obsessed over his parents because he want to get he relies on his parents approval Mm. to feel good about himself right i feel like i'm a mix of both (laughs) Mm. i constantly feel inadequate in my life i mean this morning i was like when can i stop my life (laughs) like like i was thinking like i failed at something yesterday like a task making like a photo book i'm like I feel um. like a failure. And I was feeling that. And I was like Danny for many years of my life. I was constantly seeking my parents' approval. Mm. I still do a little bit. I try
0: not to, but I still do. It's hard. It's hard to de yourself from that because we are from them, you know? Like, we learn from them. We right. raised and educated by them. It's so hard to just disconnect us mm-hmm. from them. I also want to talk about some social issues the show covered. Um, so beyond these, all these crazy individuals, we saw wealth gap between mm, Denny and Emmy, yeah. Amy and also other um, social issues around, you know, immigrants, families. So do you want to talk about those social issues that influence the characters? Yes, definitely. I think... That's a uh,
1: extra merit in this show. It not only had a really good story and very realistic characters with a mental health issue, but because the writer is Korean, he did a great job of um, showing how the white supremacy and white ignorance affect the lives of Asian Americans. And... um the you know i talked a little bit about symbols before but he also uses um the writer uses characters as symbol for example mia the amy's white employee and jordan the the owner of forster chain they sort of represent that ideas and jordan pretty much like she's on she's like a god <laughs> she can have everything she wants she she constantly manipulate and make people do what she want them to do using her power. And yeah. constantly make all these oh squirmish, uncomfortable comment about like, oh, you have gen Buddhist feeling going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
1: Is that a culture thing? I'm like, oh, Jordan, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was good. Do you remember... Mm. Uh, why danny went to forsters the store in the first episode when he runs into amy and he tells amy later he went there to return the grills okay gas grills okay because he purchased multiple of them for suicide yeah to commit suicide to using the gas indoor Uh uh-huh but he changed his mind right he bring them back to store but the, the white cashier says, nope, you can't return them. <laughs> right, right. And to, yeah, to him, it was personal. He, he was suffering from deep, severe depression. And he, he confessed later to Amy that he feels like the world wanted him to be gone. Mm-hmm. And, and overall in the show, it, it's symbolic, right? And do you remember, um, when they got, the news. So then you get the news from the investigator of the fire, of their uh-huh. house fire. They say it's due to the faulty wire, and the camera shows the wires at Danny's desk.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They are from the Forsters. So it's it's Danny's fault. He, his lack of experience set right. the fire right. at the at the new house. However, underlining all. It's These Asian-Americans are sort of all dependent, all these white businesses, but still, at the same time, trapped by it. Sort of, they are controlled by the system that is uh, white-centered. Oh, mm-hmm. Interesting. And the show production does a, such a good job of showing it subtly here and there throughout the
0: show. Okay, usually I'm missing a lot of details when I watch mm-hmm. shows and movies. Mainly because of language, you mm, know. Yeah. I- even native speaker speakers, they miss some details, right. and they are having a hard time connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a lot worse. So, I don't think I read all the cues. Mm. So that's why, while I was watching this show, mm. I didn't think of this white supremacy at all. Like, it's Mm, more like the wealth gap between the rich and Mm -hmm. the poor. So this is very interesting. I don't even remember those scenes that you just mentioned. Oh, I see. I guess they
1: are not... um, They're details. Like, they are not the vital pivotal moment. But then...
0: Right, right. uh, If
1: you pay attention, that you will notice. And Mm -hmm. um, that's why Chris actually wanted to see it again. He watched it before me and he recommended that I watch it and he will Mm -hmm. watch it with me. And he said he wanted to watch it again because there are so many details that production put in there in the show that you can notice on the second time. Um, Yeah. And I think it's very hard to notice everything on the first watch because the story Mm -hmm. is going so fast. It's very Mm -hmm. intense. Um, But genius genius i'm gonna just repeat this word this production team is a genius yeah,
0: yeah it's so funny because we were talking about this um before we were recording mm-hmm. um my boyfriend somehow learned about this show first so he said yeah. oh i heard that this is good why don't we watch this so we started watching it together mm-hmm. and then he was so inspired by the show he said this is one of the best shows i've ever watched yeah. recently and he even said oh i'm i'm willing to watch this again yeah. so i said okay without me this time i think i had enough yeah but i'm pretty sure he uh picked up the details mm. that's why it was more um he felt much more than i did okay. while watching the he show had, he yeah he got more thoughts from, yeah, from the show yeah.
1: okay that makes sense
0: I don't know. I
1: I wrote down in my notes immigration. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I think the immigration issue runs throughout the show as well, especially actually through all all the main character. But like how Danny's parents go back and forth to Korea um and then oh my god do you remember the church the Korean
0: church? You know have you ever been to Korean church in the US? Um yeah I used to go to church for some time. Oh you did here. Oh yeah yeah my first year. Wow. And also when I was little I grew up going to church because my uh, mother's so, like maternal parents mm-hmm. are super religious Christian. Yeah. It was hilarious. It
1: is hilarious. It was so authentic. It was so authentic. (laughs) It felt like, oh my God, am I in Korean church now? Um, It's an interesting space because Korean churches serve as a community center for Korean immigrants, Mm -hmm. especially the new immigrants. If, right. if you wanna get connected with other Koreans, you have to go to church. That's why I went to church. In Good my job. First year. Hina, you did it. I did that too. I actually yeah. went looking for my husband.
0: Which I failed. Well, I did not I did I only look for friends. I did not look for a husband because um I was I am not religious. So I guess <laughs> I was not looking for (laughs) husband.
1: You're so funny. So you go there. It's like I'm gonna just find friends. Like, but no husband. Friends, no (laughs) husband. Um, So those scenes with in the church praise team and those rice cooker, the the massage, (laughs) singing rice cookers. It's it's so nice to see all these Korean life, like daily life happening and do you remember all those like power dynamic within the church with (laughs) with edwin and yeah oh my god so Uh... good
0: so good for me it was interesting because because i'm korean i don't know what's unique or what could be interesting for non-korean but by watching the show, oh, the singing rice cooker. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's unique. And now I remember that I think I think one day my boyfriend came over and then he was laughing at the rice cooker because our rice cooker was either singing or like right. making sound or whatever. <laughs> yeah, mine um, talks. Encourage. Oh yeah, yeah, he
1: talks. So so, talks. so Chris repeat after it. It's like every time it, it sings, it's almost like <laughs> do 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 and he will like repeat uh, after it. That's so <laughs> funny. It is pretty funny.
0: <laughs> now let's talk about our anger and depression issue. Um we mentioned earlier that we could We actually do relate to some aspects of Denny and Amy. Do you have any recent episode that made you angry? And if so, how did you manage it? Like, how did you manage that situation? And how do you usually manage your anger and depression?
1: I have been uh, suffering from depression since my college year. I mean, I might have suffered from it before. I just didn't know. Um, and anxiety. And uh, anxiety definitely comes from my mother because she suffered from anxiety too. Mm, the most recent episode of me being really angry is because of my grandmother's suffering and death. I was angry at the world. Especially I was angry at my mother and her siblings. And I'm mm. still very angry at myself. I, I constantly... Mm struggle with my guilt and anger um, from the experience and there are different ways that I deal with it like one is I just give up (laughs) Mm. I mean I just feel like I'm not worth living anymore like because I feel so bad about myself of course it can last because I'm still here I'm still alive um because i talk to chris i talk to my friends when i feel bad i do my art i do my writing Mm
0: -hmm. to feel
1: better because you know dying is hard i mean even look at amy and danny like danny tried to kill himself he still didn't get to do it right but i tried to talk about it i i think this is a very normal common human experience Mm -hmm. so try to talk about it with people around me and then on podcasts on my writing to normalize it yeah you can't avoid it if you are living with open mind if you actually let yourself feel as you experience life you will experience it so and i think what happened especially with amy i mean both danny and amy they were not talking to anyone about their anger that was the mm-hmm. problem. Do you remember when Amy tried to talk about her ang- anger with George? George is like, Amy, focus on positive
0: bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. I got, I got so angry at him for that. <laughs> I know. And she's not even honest to her therapist either.
1: She's afraid, I think. Yeah.
0: That makes me really sad. Like. Yeah you mentioned that she felt so bad about her and she's so afraid that other people find out about real her, right. which is also kind of her in her head. But it was so bad so that she can't even, you know, talk to her therapist. Right. I think she definitely had trust issue.
1: You know, like right. she couldn't trust her father because he was cheating. Right. And she couldn't trust anyone. She she didn't think that if anyone find out who she really is, she'll get rejected. Mm. So she she could not put down her mask. Which is really sad. Well, if you don't let out your anger in some way, you are going to blow up like beef. <laughs> it's a good, yeah. very good life lesson. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. It's a good life I,
1: lesson. I will tell you one thing. Like, when I'm really angry, like... I will punch pillows. <laughs> that mm. that helps. If like there was time that I was really angry in winter, I was walking. I was outside, so I kicked the snow. <laughs> so so my feet doesn't
0: hurt. <laughs> like, I mean, definitely physical reaction helps. Helps like physical. Do you yeah, remember was- you used to do uh, kickboxing? I think boxing really helps. Oh yes, yeah. Oh. Kickboxing was kickboxing and also playing drums. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's not the reason why I started playing, but one of the reasons I like it is because it helps me relieve mm-hmm. my stress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You, we need that. Some kind of like beating or screaming, like going to karaoke.
0: Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I like karaoke too. But then,
1: you know, because Amy and Danny were not doing it, they end up screaming at each other. Uh-huh. Right? They should, yeah. they should have gone to karaoke together and sing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think accessibility is important, mm. though. Like, I'm in the middle of this anger. What can I do right now? Mm. But to be honest, it's hard to go to karaoke or, you know, find a, like, kickboxing studio. Right. It's not going to be accessible immediately. Right. So I think it's important to, like know what like easy activities help you relieve Mm -hmm. your stress and depression and then maybe make a list of somewhere right so you can just like implement this immediately Mm -hmm. and uh, you are i mean we already talked about this you are really good at like being Mm self-aware and that what activities and people and support group you need for what type of specific situation. So you really built your surroundings and environment well. But at the same time, I mean, we all are human beings. You know, it's not going to fix or resolve problems 100%. Right. So, of course, obviously, there are some, like, low days. I don't even try, even though these are really easy to do. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just constant, constant battle that we carry, like, all our lifetime. Yeah. Um. For me, hmm, I, I think it's funny to say. I think I get easily angry, to be honest, because you um, get you get stressed so easily from your work, especially, don't you think? Your your work give you a lot of stress. Yes, but I don't even know why I'm constantly get so stressed from work, like. Is it just everybody the same or is it me extremely? So that's something mm. I wanna know. And that's why I'm so interested in like working in the US as an international right. person. Of course. Like yeah. is it just me or like what? For a long, long time, I just wish someone pointing out what to fix so I can fix it. Like if I fix this and that and ABC Is it going to be better? Well, fix the society. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just me. To be honest, like, at this point, maybe it's just me. Society is not going to change. You say that after watching all this episode of beef? It's not just you. (laughs) No, I mean, maybe it's me. Because I cannot change the society. Then I need to be realistic and then change, find what I can change. So that's where my anger came from. Mm -hmm. So... I think I get angry about things I cannot control because mm. I usually like analyze what exactly is causing this negative feeling like anger or depression, whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's something I cannot control, then I do my best to, you know, improve that. Mm. But obviously there are so many things I cannot control and especially about work because other than work, most most of the things in my life, I kind of have control over those, mm-hmm. but work, it's not. And also, I'm not, you know, you know, higher managers of the company or whatever. I'm more like at the bottom of the hierarchy, mm-hmm. meaning I have literally little control. Right. So I think it. I think that's the reason why I get easily angry from work. Yeah. On top of that, I have really high standard across, you know, how team and organization yeah. should work. Um, so if still there's a chance that I can influence at least then I'll try to discuss and make it more public. Mm-hmm. Um but after that I don't see any change and um I realize that okay there's nothing I can do anymore. Mm-hmm. Then then I give up and then I become passive aggressive. I mean what can <laughs> I do at that point? <laughs> yeah, what can I do to be honest? And also that's why I move on to the next phase because mm-hmm. I tried so hard and that's why I disappointed so hard. Mm, like I got disappointed right. so hard and then um get depressed. Cause like What can I do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So at the end, I just try to change my mind. Mm -hmm. If I cannot do anything anymore, then, um, yeah, I just have to try to like change my attitude or mindset. Like, I'm not going to give a shit anymore. Mm -hmm. At least that helps me. Yeah then I have to do that. Right. You can control everything. Right.
1: Okay, so we heard they actually um, said the writers have prepared for Beef Season 2 and 3. Wow. Yes. Are you excited? I am. Mm-hmm. I, I I actually I don't get excited until things actually happen. So not excited yet, but i'm I'm happy because I think the writer is very talented. This is a really good story. They have a good mm. team. I think they should make mm. more show. okay, yeah, I think they whatever show they make, even if it will, it be, will be different from beef, yeah, I think it'll be good. but yeah. it's gonna be beef. Yeah. And um
0: any wishes you have for the future season? Um, I do have one. I think I'm more curious than being excited. Mm. Because again, it's going to be a similar theme. I think it's going to be another like a dark, a little like disturbing show Mm. again. But I'm very curious just because for the same reason, it was so good. They have amazing producers and writers and resources. So I'm looking forward to it. And then in terms of plot, I think it would be cool if they start with totally different people and setting. Instead of Mm. continuing with the people and story from season one. But still carry the theme and the core Mm -hmm. message, but with the different settings and environments. I think that would be cool. I think that would be cool too. And maybe like not
1: in LA, but like somewhere else. Yeah. another part of US. I thought of like spin-off. It could be a spin-off um of like supporting characters from season one. Like mm. you know, we saw a little bit of the married couple at church, Edwin and Veronica. Right. I think that was good. Like it, I think if they develop more on that couple they'll also be good because right now they were you know so that's what that's the role of supporting character they were used for the plot
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah. um but i feel a little sorry for veronica because she was like the the high school sweetheart and then she I'm married so early and then she got pregnant she has a baby now and she's really stressed and depressed so And that can be a little stereotypical of young mother. uh, And I think it will be interesting to see more complexity from her life.
0: I have a totally different view about her. Mm. Because I liked her at the beginning. yeah, But then over time, she actually caused jealousy. She kept bringing mm. up Danny. Oh, I used to date Danny actually. Danny was good. I mean, Danny was the best guy I ever dated. And then she was overly kind and sweet to Danny even though she has her husband. <laughs> so, I So, it's funny because it's not it's not from like malicious intention, right? right? She's but very nice. But at the end, yeah, like she caused that jealousy. I mean, also edward definitely has an issue right um about what he did and everything that's why it's also funny and it's so good like it is good no one really had any like bad intention or plan but it just somehow all messed up so authentic
1: (laughs) yeah right right so human um yeah so yes, producer, are you listening? <laughs> we love the season one. We look forward to watching season two, We're three. So looking forward whatever. to it. So let us know how it goes. Bringing on, yeah. So yeah. until next time,
0: I'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode. Support us by leaving ratings and reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and help us grow our community. Subscribe to our show wherever you listen to your podcast. Connect with us on Instagram, American K Sisters, or send us a
1: message at americancasesisters@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about each episode, check the show notes below. A big shout out to Miss Christine for the beautiful music in our podcast. Share our show with your fellow fans of Korea and K-Everything.